Welcome back to Alyssa Explains It All. I am currently sitting in a beach house um, with John somewhere upstairs, and it is Memorial Day weekend. It's it's real nice outside, so I hope that everybody is enjoying the sunshine and that it's getting nice and warm and, and you know, summery by you. Um, it's actually kind of weird because I'm not that much of a summery person, which is why when I lived in Los Angeles, I... I think I was the palest I'd ever been in my life because I was like, this is unbearable. It's 95 degrees every day, every, no, terrible. And honestly, the, the one thing that I really, really loved about LA is my friend Jasmine, who is on this episode of the podcast. She is truly one of the most warm and kind people I've ever met in my life. She's such a good friend. Like, she puts up with me in ways that others simply could never. Actually, Matt does. Matt puts up with me in this in a similar way. Um, but yeah, she's one of the good ones. She really is. And she's also extremely funny. So I think that you will love getting to know her. So please enjoy my conversation with Jasmine. <laughs> Yes, we are here. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I just love you. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast today. I've been wanting to have you on. And so this is very exciting that you're actually here. I am thrilled. I know we had to reschedule a couple of times, but you know what? Listen, nothing can keep us away from each other. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Not even an entire country's <laughs> width apart. Oh, my God. Um, for those of you who don't know, which is pretty much everybody, Jasmine and I lived together, <laughs> lived together in L.A. for a little while. And then I left her to come to New York. So now we are quite far from each other, but we've done, I think, a pretty good job of being in touch. Still. Well, that's because I, I'm up your butt. You can't yeah. get rid of me. She like no, tried. I'm she tried really hard moving across the country. And I was like, okay, so when are we going to FaceTime? When's the next time I'm going to no, talk to you? <laughs> I'm so happy that you're like that though, because you know, I'm so bad at that. And so I'm like, I need people like you around so that I'm always in touch with all of my people. <laughs> it's important to me. That's so right. I'm happy. Yes. We have a very clear understanding of that, which is why I love our friendship. Like, I understand how you are as a person, and I accept you yes. for that. Like, when you leave me on red for 5,000 hours slash days slash years. Days. I was going to say days. And I'm like, Ugh. is she alive? But then she's posting on all social media apps. So don't worry. I know that she's alive. I just She's just oh not God. responding. It's, no, it's so bad. And it's also like when I'm posting things on socials, it's because I feel like I have to. like. Right. A lot of the time, because in reality, I think it's it's very funny that I've chosen this as like my career now, because realistically, it's very much counterintuitive to who I am as a person. <laughs> like, like, if I could sit in a room with no one except my dogs and right. some books and The Sims and not talk to anybody for like a month, I think I would be fine. Yes. Listen, listen, we are similar in that aspect because I absolutely, yeah. I could just sit here. I mean, I'm rewatching Scandal right now, okay? Ooh, I've never watched Scandal before. I don't think you'd like it, but you know, oh. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> but the thing oh is like, God. I could just sit and watch TV and like, I, I love for that. 
month, I could just just watch things and be fine Listen, if no one talked to me ever again. That's I, I one of <laughs> one of the first you're well, you're pretty social, I think naturally. One of the things that that was like one of the first convert like first interviews that we had was we had um our friend Ashley on the podcast and she and I discussed Jomo, which is the joy of missing out. <laughs> like, please invite me to something so I can say no. absolutely and, not. And be like, no, I'm gonna be. I'm really busy being at home, so I can't do. That. Oh, I'm swamped. <laughs> I'm swamped with my inability to socialize. Actually, <laughs> I read an entire book in a day this weekend, and I, I was. I don't know what was happening. Level 10, antisocial and psychotic. I love it. But it was such a sweet book. It was so cute. It was called Yours Truly. And it's kind of like a rom-com in a book. So I was like cracking up, like literally laughing out loud reading. And my mom was like, what is going on? And <laughs> I should, be, one of should the, I be concerned about my daughter? <laughs> truly, truly. And one of the things it's about, obviously, it's like a guy and a girl and they fall in love and whatever. One of the things that's very cute about when they start dating is um the guy is socially anxious and the girl is not really so the two of them play this game where when they get to a social occasion that she knows one or one or both of them is going to be exhausted by at some point they come up with a random phrase and when you feel like you need to tap out of the socializing you have to find a way to fit that phrase into your conversation i love it and it could brilliant. be literally, yeah, it could be literally anything. Like it could be like, well, that's what I heard about the Smoky Mountains. And you just have to figure out a way to put it into the, and if you do it successfully, you get like five minutes where you can like go fuck off for a little while. <laughs> I, think, I think that's great. I think that's oh, so Oh, I thought funny. they were going to be able to leave like entirely. I'm like, okay, bye. No, no. We're done with this. <laughs> no, no. They just have some time okay. that they can, you know, disengage. But anyway... I don't even know where to begin because I feel like one of the things that's so special about you is, I mean, there's so many things, but <laughs> you're such like a, truly, you're such like a, a warm and wise and caring person. And I just want to know how you got like that. <laughs> how I got like that. I mean, yes. I guess I shouldn't say trauma. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Sometimes that's the Sometimes truth. you never know. Like so it's some I maybe I'm lucked out a little, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I always thank my parents for mostly everything that has to do with mm. my life. But they were very nurturing. And I guess that just really made me want to be the same way. But also when I started mm -hmm. realizing how much I was like them, like each one of them. Like I think I'm a perfect split of both of them. Mm -hmm. Um like I kind of just embraced it. And now I just, yeah. now in my old age, I'm like, I'm literally like both of my parents. As much as I try to pretend like I'm not or I don't want to be sometimes, I can't help it. Like I do have this natural just like warmth and people want to talk to me, think they can tell me all their secrets. I mean, like maybe you shouldn't <laughs> because like, I don't know. I mean, I can keep a secret, yeah. but like, do you really trust a stranger? <laughs> but like my parent, my mom was, my mom is definitely like that. And my dad is also like that, but he has a little bit more of the resting bitch face, is what I call uh, it. But when you start, when you get past it, yeah, it's done. Delight, a delight. It's done, and he's just like the best person ever. My mom is openly like forward, very like right. Oh, you want to talk to me? I'm like, mom, you don't know who this person is. <laughs> so I got wait. So, are your parents both kind of like mush balls? You know what I mean? They like, are can they just be. like? Okay. My mom more so 
and I don't be like, because we're women. No. But yeah. like she can be standoffish if she needs to be, but she mm. picks up on she's an empath like me. So like if I'm crying, she's absolutely crying. Oh, I need to to <laughs> tell like explain how empathetic Jasmine is. When I was living in LA and I was absolutely broke as a joke and I had gotten into a car accident, I needed to get my car fixed. I wasn't sure if insurance was going to cover it. It was it was a mess, like so um, irresponsible of me, but I just was poor. I was just, well, I don't want to say poor, but I was broke. I was really, I hadn't, I just really didn't have a pot to piss in. And um and the day that my car got picked up to go to the shop, you and I were sitting at the kitchen table and I was like, oh my God, they're picking up my car. So excited. And I look at you at the kitchen table and you're just sobbing. <laughs> and you were like, I just know that this has been a really big struggle for you. I'm just so happy. It was, it was hilarious, but also like that level of empathy and care for others is beautiful it's exhausting is what it is <laughs> but i really love that she didn't give me like an ounce she was like what <laughs> like what is she's like what's going on most of the time like some people will kind of be like get a, like why are you making me cry like but let's just kinda, yeah like kind of stared was like wait like what is why is this woman <laughs> what is wrong with this? i i did not grow up in a household that had that level of empathy <laughs> so like i don't know what to do with that sometimes. I do think that you've helped me be more in touch with my emotions in that way. Like being around you has really helped me because you are very unafraid of expressing how you feel. And that also I think is part of the reason why you're like your main trade really is acting. Yeah. And I think that's why you are becoming successful in doing that because you are able to like embrace your emotions and really throw yourself into them, which I could simply not do. <laughs> I was just <laughs> telling someone the other, well, I think I made a TikTok the other day of how I just finished Queen Charlotte and I had not watched mm -hmm. either one of the Bridgertons before that. I just like saw everyone was raving about this one. So I watched it, binged it in like a day. I won't talk about it. I, I need to watch it. it I was, I'm Alyssa, this is one that I know that you would actually like enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I was walking around my house, full-blown monologues in a, in, a, in a British accent, crying cry, like, about my it. life, just having like moments of like, oh, like, mm. let me just talk. And I was just talking to myself about like, <laughs> in a, it was, I was like, Jasmine, you have so many issues. It is just like, <laughs> who, like this is why you had to live alone because no oh one should God. be witness to this. Like literally no. having moments of like pretending I was in the. I, I know I loved living with you. I had the best time living with you. I know. I loved living with you too. Oh. I knock on the wall. Oh, yes. It was it was really it was actually very fun. And I feel like our styles of living really were compatible. So that was a, it was a really nice experience. And then you left me. I know. I know. I want to hear about your background in dating and relationships and how, you know, that's progressed. I know quite a bit of it, but I don't actually know like what you were With like. Child. Yeah. Like when did you start dating? <laughs> we, <laughs> we can like loosely call it dating sure um, no I guess I did it no I don't think I even I was a late bloomer 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in high school, like when everyone was dating and doing all that fun jazz, I was just kind of praying that someone would like me, um, oh. which kind of probably would stem from a little bit of the trauma aspect of being so like friendly and trying and warmth is because I was trying to also make people like me because I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't think I even started dating and we'll loosely call it dating in college because sure. I mean like it was college and I was in a sorority. So was I really dating anyone? I mean, <laughs> I think I did like one guy, so he might not like that. But anyway, <laughs> but before that, it was just really like liking people and like maybe like going on group outings in mm-hmm. high school. I feel like, I don't know. I know we're not that far apart from like age gap, but I yeah. I feel like I was just, I'm on the cusp of like something completely different from a lot of my friends who are younger than me, even if it's only mm-hmm. by a couple of years. Like it just wasn't, I don't know. I don't even know. If, I don't even know if the people who did date each other, like dated. I think they just like went to each right. other's house and like were in a relationship. In high school, yeah. you're saying? Yeah. So I'm like, I, I don't know. Did you date I in don't high even. <laughs> In high school, I I dated my senior year. I had a boyfriend mm-hmm. who um who like we dated for a little bit my freshman year of college too. And your senior year, you can drive, so right. like you can actually like go places, and that helped. But before that, I was like going to the movies, right. and then you just like don't talk to your the person you're on the date with. Right. And <laughs> I remember this is this is very actually very telling of my early dating experiences. I went to the movies with someone from my, I think I was either, I think I was maybe like a freshman in high school. I went on a date. I'm going to name drop with Andrew Cataldo because he'll never listen to this. And (laughs) and, um, (laughs) he might, he might be engaged or married now, but neither here nor there. Oh, we went to go see a movie. I don't remember what movie it was, but I do remember that I was wearing a t-shirt that literally had Napoleon Dynamite on it. I can't. Like, what was the mentality? I'm going on a date. Let me wear my Napoleon Dynamite shirt. It was just so bad. And we sat. Yeah. We sat down in the seats. We sat down in the seats and he starts like making out with me. And I'm already uncomfortable because I'm young. Like, this is like, this is like a lot for me. And then he went to go touch my boob Uh, sir and in the most dramatic way possible i like pushed his hand away and i was like i am not that kind of girl (laughs) like marcia brady like that was like are you kidding me (laughs) i do give myself credit for having boundaries and being like i'm not comfortable with this and this but that's very telling of who you are today you know thank you yes i love that but Thank you. But it's like, yeah, we'll have like movie dates and silly <laughs> stuff like that. Like just stupid. Look at you, you strong, independent woman from the get. Look at that. Don't touch me. In my- I am not like that. <laughs> <laughs> In my Napoleon dynamite shirt. Like, Jesus. I I'll, I have to see if I could find a picture of it because oh God, it was please. like him dancing. I'll find it. I'll find it. It was it was really a moment. I loved that shirt. I wore it. Quite a bit. So there has to be a picture surviving somewhere. I can't wait. Um, So when was your first boyfriend? Like your actual first boyfriend that you consider like your first relationship? Okay. Yeah. There's a few that like pretended. And I was like, no. Mm. No. I was like, uh, please. (laughs) Um, Probably my second or third year in college Mm -hmm. was this guy who he was, I think he was in another frat. Like, Mm -hmm. and I just... I actually wanted his friend, but his friend 
didn't want me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. You were like, you'll do. <laughs> it's fine. I think, and both of their names were Tim, which is, I think, really funny for me. Wild. That's wild. So you could just imagine in your head that you were dating the other Tim. Right. Exactly. I just, like, pretended. But that was, like, probably a couple of months, and then I don't think I dated anyone else in college. Did I? (laughs) I really, like, didn't know because I always, like, when I first started dating someone, when I came out to L.A., Mm -hmm. I, like, thought about it, and I was like, ew, I've, like, never really had boyfriend except for that experience and that was just a a weird experience in general um because Mm -hmm. I didn't really probably even want to be with him but (laughs) yeah and then I lived at home for a little while after college so that was weird I was like when I was to date someone while I live with my parents like I didn't know like I had no idea because I never dated anyone I was like and I lived in the middle of nowhere I lived in freaking upper black eddy all right that's the name of it so you can tell like yeah you want to come back to upper black eddy Right. Never even heard of that um, that place. But okay. Yeah. So yeah. it didn't happen until I came out to L.A. And then L.A. was like the biggest shift in a lot of areas of my life in general. So I wasn't surprised that, mm-hmm. you know, I started dating here at the mm-hmm. age of like, like 25, 26. You came to L.A. when you were 25? I think so. Right? How wow. old am I? Oh, my God. I'm so old. No, 26. 26. 26. Yeah. You've been in LA for a long time, like longer than I thought. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. That is so wild. And you are an East Coast born lady. Yes, a I Jersey am. born a Jersey lady. Girl. Yeah. Yes. Pork Jersey roll. girl. I get my pork rolls brought to me by my oh. parents every time they come out. Yes. Stacks of pork roll in the freezer. <laughs> yes. Very important to the Jersey girl culture. Very important. But yeah. So do I think my man's probably not in LA? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? We're here. We're here. I think that I think that it's everything happens for a reason. Every relationship happens for a reason. So maybe it's just maybe your person is in LA. Maybe they're right outside of LA. Or maybe you're just not meant to to meet them for a little while. I I mean, yeah. I came to that like small conclusion which is like mm. kind of big, that I, I'm i not promised – I think I told you this. Like I'm not promised anything. No one's really promised anything in this life but death, not to be like a little bit pessimistic and dark <laughs> about it. But it's true. Like we're not promised anything. So I'm not yeah. going to sit here and be like, you are owed this. You like you are owed a relationship. You are owed this love and happiness. You have to. I should be creating my own happiness. And if someone mm. comes along and adds to that, that's stunning, but I can't just go about my life and just like be looking for this person who may not come. Like you said, right now, they might not be, mm-hmm. I might not meet that man until I'm 50. Yeah. You know, the, the expression, I think, first of all, I think that that's like the perfect outlook to have in my opinion. And I think that that outlook has changed, like living your life without expectations changes a lot. And I think it's more specifically living your life without external expectations. Like you can only control what you can control. And so for us, it's like my expectation is I'm going to succeed in this, this, and this part of my career. And that might be, you know, succeeding by my own definition of whatever succeeding is. Mm -hmm. But I think that, I think honestly, my time in LA helped a lot um, to break up the, mentality of having a timeline 
of, of these are the ages I need to hit to be able to do all of these things so that I can be happy versus like, I'm going to be happy right now. I'm going to be happy a year from now and 10 years from now because of the choices that I'm making right now that are contributing to that. And I think it even, especially because as women, we have to stress about like the timeline of kids and things like that. And we're very lucky that we live in a day and age where that's possible, you know, later in life too, but it is, it's stressful. And for me, I feel like it takes a lot of pressure off of my mind to think that I'm happy without children. And so if that's not in the cards for me, that's also okay. Right. Exactly. And I think being in LA because of the people that are here and like the Mm -hmm. industries and what's popular and what's going on, there's so many different types of people as far as age ranges to what they're like committed to. Like there are families out here, but there's also a large amount of people who don't have a family yet, who are single, who are you know, pursuing their passion over, you know, a family necessarily, or, you know, just don't want a family or there's just so many different types of people in LA that, mm-hmm. and at, at every age, which kind of makes it a little bit like easier. Like I'll like run into someone and I'm like, I'm like, how old are you? They're like 36. Yeah. And I'm like, Fuck. let's go <laughs> single. No babies. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> but it's like, I think if I was at home, especially at like the areas that my parents had me, like moved Mm -hmm. to it was very like suburban like you know this is what you need to do and I'm not even like Mm -hmm. knocking that and I love that for you know whoever wants that in their life but like I at that time I just really didn't see that for myself Mm -hmm. so I didn't I just felt I felt all this pressure and then when I moved to LA it just kind of floated not floated away like because it was still there and it'll always probably still be nagging like at some degree but it's a little bit less strenuous pressure, yeah, a little bit less pressure. And luckily my parents, yeah. thank you, mom and dad, you beautiful souls for not pressuring <laughs> me and asking yeah. me when I'm going to have a baby and when I'm going to get married. Yeah. That's extremely helpful. And I live in my hometown like area now. And it's the first time that I've actually felt the pressure in a really long time because anytime I go on, it's primarily Facebook. There's someone getting, oh my God, there's someone getting engaged. There's someone who's pregnant. I I texted my best friend this morning and I said, if any of us in our friend group end up getting pregnant and they make a, a caption for a picture that is along the lines of so excited to start this new journey. I, I don't want to hear about your child being a journey. For some reason, that phrasing just got like really under my skin this morning. And I don't know if it's honestly, if it's just like FOMO that I'm watching people in like a very settled part of their life Uh and I'm just like bitter about it because I think that there is something kind of comforting Mm -hmm. about that. But at the same time, I don't feel ready. Like I don't feel like I'm ready to give up doing things on my own yet. I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. I definitely... I, I literally have I'm in a group chat with my sorority sisters who are younger than me. All mm. babies, married, all, some are on their second kid, all this stuff. And I'm like, I love them. And I'm just like, I think that's beautiful for them. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh God, I just wish I could just, you know, speed it up and like find whenever but I don't know what that time frame is. Like we said, I don't mm-hmm. know when it's gonna happen. I can't I don't want to force it. I don't want to settle. And you've seen me settle. Yeah. 
So it's like, I don't <laughs> want to. And I don't know. I think the releasing that kind of helps a little bit when it comes to dating because yeah. then if things don't work out necessarily, um, you know, for me in my head, I'm like, you know, wasn't the right one. Ain't going to make yeah. that beautiful baby with you, girl. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what do you think are green flags when you start to date somebody? And what do you think are some red flags? I feel like they're all red flags. I just think that they're green because I don't, I, oh my God. I don't see them. <laughs> okay. Listen, listen. All right. Listen. <laughs> I am Claim, claiming colorblind. I'm colorblind. I can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's so hard. Because I just – I want to see the good in people. Mm-hmm. As much as I tell everyone, I'm like, I hate people. I don't. And I really yeah. want to see the good in everyone. And I think they can be – not even like – I guess I'm, someone would probably call me like, oh, you just think everyone's a project. No, but yes. Like sometimes <laughs> I do think that and mostly it, it, it's men because we love them. I don't. I don't even think that it's – it's a problem to accept someone not being perfect when you first meet them, like your version of perfect. If you think that it's manageable to say like, you know what? Cause we all, we all have shit. So I don't, I think it's sort of unreasonable to assume that when you meet somebody, they're going to just be like their perfect version of themselves because you're not your perfect version of yourself. I'm not my perfect, you know? So yes. But anyways, proceed. So people who are projects, (laughs) <laughs> no, and I don't. I don't think that's a red flag. That does. It's. Well, I think people that other people would see as a project mm. aren't red flags to me. Like I just mm. feel like everyone deserves to be loved, and I just wish. I wish more than anything, no matter who I've talked to, who I've dated, who I've had situationships with, whatever, is that they realize how much they are worthy of love, no matter how much trauma they've been through, what they've who they've hurt, what they've done, like everyone I think is deserving of love. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what gets me when I get in contact with these men and they present themselves to me and I listen and I'm looking right at them and I know exactly who they are. And I am like, can you take this Jasmine? And it's kind of like even, I guess it's more of like a project for me. I'm like, let's see how much you can take Jasmine. (laughs) Let them not talk to you for a week and then come back and will you talk to them? (laughs) Yes, you will. We love it here. (laughs) Yay. Um, (laughs) It's so fun. (laughs) How many times can they come back? This is where that empathy bites you right in the I, ass. Yeah, I literally <laughs> had a guy tell me, he goes, <laughs> he literally was trying to ghost me. And I was like, not today. Not today, Satan. And I refused to let him ghost me. And I was like, pressure. I was like, tell me. Just like, what? Like, yeah. I would rather you tell me I was the ugliest woman on earth and I ne- you never wanted to see me ever again rather than ghost me. Like, I'm one of those people. And I understand not everyone's like that. Everyone's like, if they're going to ghost you, let them go. But me and my brain, I'm like, no, you got to tell me because I will unravel. So I made him tell me and he was like, I'm not ready. And I'm like, that's fine. I sent this man like a reel that was like really like motivational. Oh my after, God. It's like a good <laughs> I never told anyone this. Uh, like two <laughs> days after he like, we like ended that little conversation of him telling me he wasn't ready to talk to me sent him that and then he proceeded to like eventually like unfollow me and like all the stuff he came back um obviously they always do but i'm just like i i just want people to be better i don't know 
You know what I think is is a lesson that I feel like I've learned as I've gotten older and and dated enough projects. If they were a project to you in the beginning, they will be a project to you a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. Once you put yourself in the position to be their therapist or their mom or whatever, you will be that person for them forever. And so as I've gotten older, it's really been like kind of a a wake up call to me that I, mm. I would look for an actual partnership over being somebody's therapist. Right. And I think there's like a fine, there's a line there too. So like, that's a nice thing to maybe try to like discover and work through. Cause I, I definitely know I have to do it of not wanting to be the mom or the therapist, but still wanting to be the person that they can come to. Mm-hmm. Um, and because men with like societal pressures and stuff like that, they feel like they can't a lot of people, a lot of them, I won't say most of them, but a good job, <laughs> they don't feel like they can talk to people mm-hmm. or they shouldn't talk to people or like maybe it's just the therapist or maybe I can only talk to my mom. But I'm like, okay, but I, as someone who wants to be with you, I do want you to feel like you can come to me. Mm-hmm. But there is a fine line of like making sure you don't think I'm your mother. Yeah. Yeah. Or the therapist. Yeah. So like what is that line? Like how do we not cross it? Yeah. <laughs> it's It's a lot of boundaries and a lot of, you know – there's a um, a model in the way that therapists approach treatment, and I think it's the plicit model. And there are different levels to which people are treated. And so at, in the very baseline of it, it might be talk therapy. And then as you move up the, the reins, it might be like a specialist. And then it might be um, exposure therapy. And you get to different levels of intervention. And so I think that there's there's some level of that even in just being a good being in a good relationship. You have to figure out the levels to which you are willing to be there for a person. Right. And I will be and I my detriment is that I'll be like, what do you mean? Yeah. You're very Anything? caring. You're very caring. You were saying that finding people who are projects is not an immediate red flag to you. Um like should it be? <laughs> I mean, it's it's really for someone like me. I'm not saying for everyone. Yeah, but for someone like me, do you think it it is a red flag? For, it should be a red flag for me. I think you have so much conviction around who you are and the things that you like and the things that you like to do and the people you like to be around. I envision you with somebody who's the same, so that you can have a life that is support that runs parallel to one another where you're supporting each other instead of you holding up the foundations to the entire house you know right mm-hmm. and and like like your empathy is a gift and is so special but it shouldn't be the foundation of the house you know like True. i would love to see you with a this is going to sound really silly but i've thought about this a lot like just in general in in dating i would love to see you with a grown man you know what i'm saying like somebody who like has has a house and a job and they're happy on their own but would love to have some company that sort of vibe would be i would love that for you i think that that would be so great listen i'm trying i try I try to like eye up the like silver foxes yeah when i go to the grocery store i'm like yeah but when I go to the grocery store, I look like this, no makeup, and I'm like in 
I look like a child. No. A five nine child. Like I'm five nine. So it does it kinda like they're like kinda trying to figure out how old I am, but at the same time, I'm I don't I don't know. For th- I try. For anyone who is not looking at Jasmine right now, she's beautiful and her Instagram and everything will be tagged and there will be a picture of her on the cover of this and you're gonna be like, What the hell is this woman talking about? What I feel like I look very young. You definitely look young, but you have also like without makeup and without like in like sweatpants and whatever, you have like model off duty vibes. <laughs> you really do. Okay. Maybe I should just go into it and just be like, hi. I <laughs> am 35. <laughs> do you want to date me, you 50-year-old man? No, that's weird. I can't even say that. <laughs> 50? You 50-year-old man. <laughs> I was trying to think about an age I and mean, I was like, that's a little bit. I I think do you have an age limit in mind? You typically date would, people who I are younger. Freaking, yes, I do. If I showed you, I don't have any of the, da- the apps on my mm-hmm. phone right now because, no. If I showed you my dating <laughs> age range, you would be like, Jasmine, I'm going to actually kill you oh, right here. Oh, God. What is I it? I know. I, had to, I kept changing it. I have to like, take a sip of my wine. I, <laughs> take it. Mm. At first, it was like 24. 24. <laughs> But then I turned 30. I just turned 30. Wait, I'm sorry. 24 to what age? Like 40. Oh, okay. I I, I will say. I had recently, this most recent time I downloaded it, I made it like 40. But then I took it away from the younger ones because what happened with the most recent young one, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I think that that's fair. I think. They love me. 20, yeah, I'm sure that they do because you're a therapist to them, 24-year-olds. No, I feel like they just, I just like date a lot of people with like mommy issues. Mm. Well, because they're 24. They haven't learned how to like work through their, their shit yet. Do you have any um, bad dates that particularly stand out to you? I always tell people of the one uh, when I was on Tinder, which I don't think I've been on Tinder since this date. Mm-hmm. No, that's why I was on it for a little while after. But this guy like just didn't look like his profile. Oh. And when he came, when I, I met him at the restaurant, it was close. And I had walked there. And I walked in. And I'm, look, I'm like looking for him. <laughs> I couldn't even find him. And he was like. I just like kind of looked over and I was like, no, I'm like, who are you? No. He's like, oh, like, I know I look a little different. I was like, he was so awkward. It was so uncomfortable. I think we maybe had like a drink, Mm -hmm. maybe an appetizer. I don't even, I don't even think the appetizer happened because I was like, oh my gosh, I must go. (laughs) He's like, let me. And again, this, the people pleasing him on me. I, I was able to get out of the situation. Yeah. But safely. Sure. He was like, oh, well, then let me, like, drive you back to your house. Oh, God. I got in the car. Oh, Jasmine. <laughs> I got in the car. We, he did drive me home. So I was like, okay, well, that's good, Jasmine. Congratulations. I get out of the car, and I'm just, like, about to, like, beeline it. About peace, right? And he's like, oh, no, I have something for you. And I was like, what do you, what uh, do you possibly have for me? And he's like, come, like, like waving me over to the back of his trunk. Again, Jasmine goes to the back of his trunk. Mm-hmm. For what reason? I don't know. Like, why, Jasmine? Scared. I'm like, no one can really take oh, me. Oh, wait. I actually remember this. Continue. Yes. This man proceeded to pull out an orchid. I mean. And hand it to me. That's nice. He's like, this is for you. And I said. <laughs> um, okay, thanks. I mean, part of me is. And then I let it die. Okay. I let it die. Okay. Outside of my apartment. I was like, that's not coming inside of me. No, thank you. 
I will say that it's nice that he wanted to give you a, f- a Why was it flower. In the trunk? Why was it in the trunk? And also orchids are potted. Like you right. give it to them in a pot versus like, why couldn't he just get you a little bouquet of like, even like a small one of just like some flowers. Right. That would be yeah, more normal, I think. I feel like he like went to Trader Joe's and I feel like Trader Joe's has those like orchids. Mm. So he just like got it and was like, I'm going to give it to this girl. I, I think that the thought is nice. Like I love that level of thoughtfulness that he was out and yes. he was he was already thinking about the date that he was going to have later. And that well, it was probably because he didn't look like his picture. So he was mm. trying to cover up the fact mm-hmm. that he was going to he was lying to me. Yeah. So that's why he thought about it. OK, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. And I'm sure I've had other, like, horrible dates. So that's the only one that I just, like, con- continuously remember because I'm just like. Yeah. Being catfished is <sighs> rough. Like, that's not, yeah, not a fan of that. that. I hate it here. <laughs> other than that, I mean. Well, have you had any particularly good standout dates? And if you haven't, what would be a perfect Jasmine date? Um, I did have one where he picked me up and we drove up the coast, well, not up the coast, but like out to the coast mm-hmm. to Malibu. Ooh. And he went to this really cute restaurant um, that was like on the beach mm-hmm. for, it was like lunch or breakfast, one of those. The date itself was a little, <laughs> like emotionally cringy. Interesting. But like also just, it's only because I'm looking back at it and like what the situation was. I mean, this man had a full living girlfriend I didn't find out about until afterwards, so... <gasps> That's that. But um Oh my god. It was sunset. It was really pretty. That's a red flag, friend. I need you to know. Yeah, I didn't know that he had a live-in girlfriend. That's until I went home for the holidays and then she reached out to me and I said, I love this journey for me. She reached out to you? Mm-hmm. And said what? I don't even remember what she said. All I remember was the fit of I was enraged. I was with my best friend and um we were just drinking, and I just remember like calling him and just cursing him out, wow, blocking him on everything. And I was like, "Don't you ever fucking talk to me again?" I was so pissed. Wow, that's it's crazy yeah. that I asked. I let him come back, yeah, as well, because I thought that he he told me that he wasn't with her anymore. Still was. Oh my god, yeah, that's wild. I love this journey. That's wild. I think you probably learned your lesson at that point. That we're did I? Doing that. I hope so. I really hope Because so. they still come back. And I'm like, I mean, I guess so. <sighs> no. No. I it's the, I, but that's the aspect of my trauma that I think that I'm going to be, like, alone for the rest of my life. But that's a grander scheme of, like, well, what happens when my parents mm-hmm. go? Mm-hmm. And they, they're forced to talk to me every day. Yeah. What happens when all my friends go up and get, you know, like that's the aspect of like people getting married and having children and everything. I'm like, so then what's left for you, Jasmine? Right. So then I start creating these bonds with people that like aren't really ready for me, don't want me, aren't ready for a relationship, aren't ready for whatever. And so it's like me breaking that down and making sure at the end of the day that like I do love being, you know, with myself just in case I am alone for the rest. Right. I mean, and I I highly doubt that that's going to be the case, especially because being alone is like you'll never be alone because you're a wonderful friend and there's no way in hell that 
your friends will not stand by you until your very last breath, you know? And so there's no way that you'll ever be alone, but I understand what you mean by like being in, in a yeah. relationship is, is what you're looking for. Yeah. Why do you feel like dating is so hard now? I mean, I think there's layers to it as, I mean, with uh, my age at this point, I feel like I have to wait for people to like get divorced, mm. which is sad. I'm sorry, everyone who's married, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like my age I'm like if it's either I have to wait for them to get divorced or I have to go younger I have to go older but then like what's wrong with them if they're older um and then you know just being black and dating is really hard because of just societal things mm -hmm. and trying to make sure that it's not people aren't dating me because I'm black mm -hmm. or uh um like just because they want it under their their belt or anything like that right. so it's just it's um an interesting navigation that I have to get through to make sure because I've had a lot of people who I think just wanted me for physical mm. aspects of me. I mean, I have a great body. You no, do. Kidding. <laughs> I mean, not to brag, but I will brag I for you. You did. You were a body double for a Nike ad for Meg the Stallion. So that happened. That's and a 16-year-old version of Meg the Stallion, FYI. Really? They literally, I was like, you know, I'm older than her, right? That's like, wild. Significantly older than her. And they're like, yeah, I know. Just get on the treadmill. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, if you want to see this dump truck, it's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No problem. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. Running on that treadmill was terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so like a lot of people I think have this like I idealized version of me in their head and they don't take the time to get to know who I am mm -hmm. when I try so hard to get to know who they are. Mm -hmm. And that's just who, I mean, that's just who I am. Like I'm not faulting them for, you know, not being an investigator. Like I am of trying to like get to, I'm like, I want to know you. Yeah. But I do, I want someone to want to know me yeah. more than just Jasmine, who's like on social media, um, you know, doing content, acting, like stuff like that. There's more to me than those things. And I think, very few people, I think like one of my exes took the time to like sit down and talk with me and yeah. get to know who I was. And that just ended because of distance. But yeah. And like maybe age. Mm. <laughs> we won't say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, won't say the, we won't say the age gap. No, it's fine. No, he um, knows who he is. Yeah, he does. And he's lovely. It just was not not the right time or place location wise. But um, correct. One of the things that in that book that I binge read this this weekend, <laughs> um, one of the things that I actually talked about with Christine, my therapist, this morning, um, I, I there's part of the book where the male main character, his mom is a sex therapist. Ironically, I did not know that when I purchased the book, but I was like, oh, wow, Look at that. same cinematic universe. I love that <laughs> for me. <laughs> and she was having a conversation with him and said, if you and your partner don't speak the same language, you're going to spend the rest of your life translating. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because it's so true. Like if mm -hmm. you, if you don't speak the same language or are committed to speaking the same language and understanding each other and getting to know each other on that deep level, yeah. you will spend your whole life translating what you mean, how you feel, et cetera. 
And it's not, that's, it's, it's exhausting. It really is exhausting. Um, and so you had a long-term relationship with someone that you actually lived with. Right. Do you feel like there's anything, cause I've never lived with a partner. Is there anything that you learned from that experience specifically that you have taken? I'm sure there's lots of things, but anything that you've specifically taken with you now? Um, I definitely would piggyback off of what you just talked about as far as not uh, speaking the same language. Like mm-hmm. We definitely weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we weren't probably from the start, the time we started dating, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. But I like when we started living together, it just, I, I understood the, the, like the overarching, we're living together. So now we're in this together. I'm not saying we're going to merge our finances at this early because we're just boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. But like, you know, you, what you do is going to directly affect me because we live together. And so, you know, that communication was so key and it was not there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, taking time to do certain things with each other to make sure, you know, the romance is still there. Definitely didn't do that. Uh, we tried sometimes, but that was after we got to a bad point. Like, don't wait till you get to a bad point mm. before you start making the effort. You know, an effort, you know, with your partner. And I just space. I would. I the one thing people tell me like, oh, would you ever live with someone again? I was like, I mean, yeah, but it would have to be like a two bedroom or bigger mm. because I think your own space or being able to close a door and like block someone out for a hot second is totally healthy. And I'm not saying like have two beds, like sleep in different. I mean, if you want to go ahead, but like have the ability to separate yourself from someone and like two bathrooms too. Cause like, I don't need to be sharing a, ma- a bathroom <laughs> with a man. I have my whole bathroom is just like, I have things all over the counter. Yeah. Like it's mine. Yeah. I have my stuff. I have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Get your own bathroom. <laughs> I love that. And I know that in the time that you and I have been friends, you've talked a lot about self-awareness and how important that is for you. Was that a part of your previous relationship or was that, I know that that comes up even with like friendships too. No, like that is, I think I've always been pretty self-aware. Sometimes I can be in, I was in denial. I feel like a little bit, but I would always come around and be like, Jasmine. Yeah. Cause I talk to myself a lot. So <laughs> but it really sounds like I'm, I'm a special human over here, but it is uh, with him. I think it came, it became more apparent that I was, the only one who was self-aware of what was going on because mm. I was calling things out and it was for both of us. I was like, I feel like we're not communicating. I feel like this is not happening. And he would just like pretend like it wasn't mm-hmm. like, he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't know how you don't see this. Right. So like that kind of like really pushed me into that. And then that's, I broke up with him in the pandemic and the pandemic as horrible, horrible. It was the worst thing that's happened, I guess. Well, there's a lot of things that's happened in my millennial lifetime. Mm. It was a bad thing. But it was the best thing for me personally mm. and how I grew out of that and where I am and how I've become even more so the woman who I am today. But like being self-aware is just something – we'll call that a green flag. Yeah. If I can see a man who's self-aware, but self-aware – It only gets you like, so far. Right. Because there's like – I feel like you can be self-aware and then you have this like underlying complex. You know what's a yourself. really good example of people who are self-aware and it it's not helpful? is people who are like, and honestly, look, I've done this before and I, I know that this is not my best habit, but someone who's like, oh yeah, I'm going to be 10 minutes late because that's just my personality. No, (laughs) 
No, um, that's not how that works. Just because you're self-aware of you being chronically late to everything does not mean that it's okay. It does not mean that you are like you're still being disrespectful of people's time in some circumstances. Sometimes it's okay, but sometimes it's really not. Mm -hmm. So that is exactly. Thank you. Yeah, for that's the example where I couldn't. Yes, that's the example I think about all the time because that's how they catch me. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my god, I love a self-aware man, and then they just like. I'm like, but are you self-aware? Because I'm calling you out on things mm -hmm. that are just basic human, mm -hmm. you know, interactions like that you should be just doing with people. Yeah. And you just can't do it. One of the things that I think has been something that I thought about a lot as I've gotten older is like, I want my partner to think about me. Like I want them to go about their day and be like, are they having a bad day? If they are, I'm going to send them some cookies or, you know, <sighs> so like, hard. why is it so hard? What? Like, and it doesn't mean you have to like actually send me something. It's not about like the actual no. physical thing, but yeah. Like, do, do you think about me? Like, do you, yeah. cause I think about like, I mean, in this, in my current really, like John will do this now too. Sometimes we're like, if he knows I'm having a bad day, he'll send me like a Venmo for like, he'll be like, it'll be like $10. And he'll be like, go get a coffee and take a walk, <laughs> things like that. Get out the house. <laughs> yeah. But like, even that is, is helpful. Right. But, mm -hmm. but like when my partner is going through shit, I am also going through it. Like I am, like I am part of it. So if that's, if your life goes on completely as normal when your partner is in pain or struggling, I think you're weird for that. Like, I think that yeah. that's, I don't know. And and that's think, yeah. that's been a weird experience too. And sort of in the same vein of self-awareness, it's like, how are you just blah, da, 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 going about your life right. without any? <laughs> any just like, it's just, it's wild to me. Cause like, I don't think I ask for a lot, which someone said, it's not that you, like you should stop saying you don't ask for a lot. You should ask for more. Mm. Like, why can't you ask for more? Like you yeah. deserve more. Like I, we are, again, we always say as women, like we accept the bare minimum. The bar is on the floor. It's in the basement. It's in the foundation <laughs> of the home. It's at the core of the earth. And it's, and, and again, you have girls like me who will give you chance after chance and you keep fumbling bags with women who are genuinely some of the best people I've ever met. And I'm not even just quite saying myself. Like mm -hmm. I do, I love myself dearly. But some of my like closest friends have also these men just fumble the bag. And I'm like, we are we make it <laughs> relatively easy for you. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of like most people who I who are my friends, like we kind of challenge them at some point. We're like, okay, so like we've given you a leeway, mm -hmm. which is probably our fault. Like, sorry. But like, do you see how that doesn't work? Mm -hmm. Do you want to make it right? No? Great. Enjoy your mediocre life with whoever. Yeah. wants to put up with that whoever shit. wants to accept like, it. I, can, I cannot yeah and i think that there's now um a bigger movement of women's like sort of verbalizing how the burden of a lot of the physical work in a house and the emotional work in a partnership is really on our shoulders like i see a lot um on my tiktok specifically of women living with their partner and saying, you know, I came home and the house is a mess and I don't want to have to tell you 
that you should clean the house because that still is my burden that I have to tell you. And I shouldn't have to do that because we both live here. And it's it's those types of things where I'm like, we should be able to ask for more, which is just at the very least holding your weight in, in right. all of this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be a really interesting change in tides over the next couple of years because women are not going to accept I mean, some will, but I think mm -hmm. there's going to be a very large chunk of women who are not going to accept that level of disregard for the things that we do just instinctively because of who we are and how we were raised. Right. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. And I think, I'm, I hope that it is, but at the same time, I do think some of us <laughs> will get left behind. Mm. Or for a little while anyway, because of how much we put into the people who might be the wrong person. And then they go ahead and turn around and be better for the next girl. Yeah. I like to call myself the good luck Chuck of the female uh, <laughs> varietal. Um, the oh amount of God. men who have either like stopped talking to me or like, I'm not ready for a relationship and then proceeded to get into a relationship like the next week. I'm like, congratulations. I love that for you. Yeah. Or like, st like stop talking to me and then came back to me when I was already with someone. And then they're like, but I messed up. And like, I'm like, okay, well, like I'm with someone. So I don't know what to tell you. Mm -hmm. And then got into it. Like, and then married babies, all this, all the stuff that they didn't want that they weren't ready. Yep. It's like, so it's like, I do a lot of, and I do sometimes I'm like, is this my purpose on the, this earth to just like teach and expand and like, you know, show men who they really are. Yeah. Because that's exhausting. It, it is. People wonder why I drink wink, wink every wine. I said <laughs> wine every Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. Um, is there anything – because in – though you've been sort of up and down with your luck in your relationships, you still remain really confident and firm with your boundaries and what you're looking for. I think for the most part, I think you could be firmer with those boundaries and with your expectations. <laughs> but – how how have you been able to maintain this confidence in the life that I'm building is fulfilling enough? Like how how did you get there? That is a very very good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I don't want to be like oh it's all the heartbreak. Uh, no, but I was gonna say also what? <laughs> no, for me it was literally when I was fed up. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. For what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's really exhausting. And I think just the same kind of man, because most of the time when they, when, people, when men come back into my lives, it's like a, a rush of like multiples at the same time. Like they all talk to each other and they're mm -hmm. like, let's go bother Jasmine. And I'm mm -hmm. like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and like only a few of them get through the greats. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, it's the same thing. I'm like, why do I keep accepting? It's like more of just challenging myself. I'm like, why do you keep accepting this? Why do you think um, you don't deserve more? And my therapist always makes me ask the questions. Um, mm -hmm. So I do this like question therapy thing where you like start with a question, answer it, but then ask the question of that answer and just keep going until you get to like the root of the issue. So mm -hmm. with me, I think it's more of just the fact that I know that I'm still growing, that I'll always be growing. And I always challenge myself, myself, and I always, I always ask myself the difficult questions that a lot of people don't want to ask themselves. Um, I cry a lot. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to cry a lot, but like I get to those I, when I get to the root of something, I will sob. Yeah, like I will bawl my eyes out until I'm like, bitch. 
get up. Let's do this. What are you doing? Like, but I will you know literally what? have a full bloom. <laughs> I have to tell you that your ability to do that is huge because there's something called the stress response cycle. And in order to resolve stress, you have to do the entire cycle, which means you have to find a way to release your stress. And for you, a lot of the times it's crying or you also, you like work out really regularly too. And I think that helps a lot too. So you are constantly completing that stress cycle, which means you can actually get rid of that stuff and process it. And a lot of people don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't one, because I think I would probably just break down in like regular random places yeah. if I didn't process <laughs> it. Cause sometimes I, I can feel when I haven't cried in a little while mm. and I go, oh my God, Jasmine, you've been too happy. You got to have a moment. <laughs> Take a second. Take a second. <laughs> and I'll like try, not try to like force myself to like cry like sad tears, but like uh, feel that, feel maybe a little bit more empathy for something sad. So I like watch something sad, mm. but um, I can definitely feel when I haven't released something. So I definitely, if I go through something right then, people are like, I don't want you to like I had a friend who was like, I don't want you to have guys make you feel like this. Da, da, da. I said, listen, <laughs> neither do I. But if I don't deal with this right now, that shit going to come up later. Yeah. So give me about 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Let me work through this shit. And then I'll see you then. Yes. I had a friend in college who said to me, um, I will never forget it, Chantal. She was like, you, no matter what the problem is, be upset about it for a minimum of 10 minutes and then move on. She was like, you you should always allow yourself 10 minutes. Got to give yourself some time. And then you, you know, obviously depending on the severity of the situation, but even for like little stupid things, like give yourself the 10 minutes mm -hmm. and then and then give yourself permission to move on. I think yeah. that that's really good think, advice. And that's with anything. Mm -hmm. And like I have been much more gracious with myself because as you know, I cook a lot and I literally, I'll like spill something or I'll like drop like, and I used to break down mm, mm -hmm. like that's how I, that's how emotional I am like I was like what is wrong with you and I like curse myself out now I just kind of go fuck mm. yeah and move on move around I, I feel literally like that's kind of like growth in itself as well so it's like all of it it just all has to come together yeah somehow. um hopefully <laughs> before you joined the stream I spilled wine on my on my bedspread and I literally <laughs> And Matt is watching me. That's typical, Alyssa. It, it's very typical me. And I told him, like, nothing I own is precious because I know, I know myself, and it's not worth it. It's not worth it to be stressed about. For what? And he went, that's actually a very Buddhist mentality to have. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to keep spilling on it. So can't Whatever. Have, it doesn't matter. It's nothing fine. I have is precious. <laughs> for what? I hate you. Literally, like, for what? For what? it's just it a, it's, it's not worth the stress it's just simply not so i i need to live in a house where i could spill yes i love that so not an all white house no but then technically you'll be able to see the spills and clean them up easier hypothetically you could bleach the spill right if it's a white house but i also i think i've moved on from that phase in life and i would like color like I like a deep moody palette, deep dark uh -huh. moody palette, but I like some color. <laughs> I would like a very white house. Really? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Well, because I would look great in front of a White House. I mean, look at me. Mm-hmm. All my melanin just popping in front of a white mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The contrast day. would be divine. Stunning. Anywhere. Anywhere in the house. Yeah. Where you, here? Perfect. It's white. <laughs> there? Great. White. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's be honest. I'll never have a dog. No, no, no. I mean, I don't view you as a dog person. Similarly to the way that I feel about kids, like I think you need more freedom in your day. Yes. Like you the need. Can have, if I get to have a kid, they can have. An, I'll build another house. They can chill out back. They can chill out back there. But I think, <laughs> I think, like when it comes time for you to do something like having kids, like that's different because you're, you would be hopefully or potentially with your husband or partner or whatever and your Mm -hmm. focus is like building a family and when you get a dog you're not like getting a dog with the intention of building a family most of the time you're getting a dog because like you want something to love and love you back and you know that type of thing but it's a very different dynamic obviously than children um although there was somebody who responded to a an instagram story i posted where i said that astro looked like a little baby infant and she responded and said that um, she thought that I was offending a lot of mothers by saying that. And I was like, I just need you to understand that I know that my dog is not a, a, a baby, an actual baby. I need you to know that. What mothers were offended by that? Just her. Ma'am. Just her. But she had to vocalize her opinion. I want to I know what her kids look like, though. Because I feel like you would be insulting your child. Right? Thinking that they look like that dog. <laughs> Exactly. Obviously, they're not the same thing, but you know, whatever. She she needed to have her moment and she did. And that's we just fine. Let them, we just let people have their moment because yeah. these people are out here being crazy. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So it's- as you're moving, you're 35, you're moving into dating now. I mean, you're, you are kind of actively dating, but I feel like you're not like seeking people out as much. <sighs> no. I mean, as you, so like you said, I am a social person. So like if you take me out, I am going to flirt. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to mingle. That's just what I do. Like I have a presence. I'll walk up to whoever I want. Like if I'm like, okay, he's cute. Let me talk to him real quick. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. Like I did it. Like I did it this weekend. And like actively dating. Well, I don't. I'm not on the apps, so. Mm-hmm. But, like, after I do that and I'll, like, approach someone, you know, I will, like, see if they're interested. You know what I mean? Or hopefully if they reach out to me. Sometimes I know I have to be the aggressor. <laughs> so I'm like, if you want to do, like, coffee and drinks, let me know. Yeah. I have this guy be like, okay, well, if you're down in Venice sometime, I'm like. Oh, okay. I can be down in Venice. Yeah, no, he's 26. <laughs> Jasmine Meadows. Please. But then I saw another guy and I was like, okay, he looks like a grown man. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I, I weirdly waited for him to come out of the bathroom. Listen, I was waiting for both of them to be done. And I was like, I, I like these, these two guys are cute. I want them to like have my number. So the first guy went, the young one, Instagram, we exchanged. I was like, I don't know what you young, what do you young kids do? Sure. So it was Instagram. Second guy. And I was like, oh, are you married? And he was like, I, was, I don't know why. I think I asked for it his hand. I was like, can I see your hand? And it was, there was no, there was no ring on it. And I was like, oh, and he's like, I'm here with my girlfriend. And I was like, God, you know damn. what? At least Go he told her. you. Yeah. At least he exactly. told you. Because some, some of these just don't tell me. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Bars so, in yeah. the basement, they will lie. So yeah. So I, again, I do, I put myself out there. 
And yeah. I don't think I'll stop doing that. But um, as far as dating, I think it's more of like a vibe that I get from people because mm. people want to date me. I don't want to date them mm. because people think I should just just do it for fun. I'm like, Ugh. that's a lot of work. It's yeah. like me getting ready and leaving my house. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're asking for a lot, sir. That's a lot. Like I can do everything I need to do in my apartment. Yes. I don't need to leave. Yeah. Like very true. So it's like I if I don't feel anything gravitating me towards you taking me out, I'm yeah. not gonna do it. But I, most of the time I think I like being the aggressor. Hmm. So if you come on to me, then I probably will be like Interesting. Yes. I've I've noticed that about myself. It's bad. Why do you think that you prefer to be in control of the situation? Because I have control issues. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I have control issues. Like I absolutely get that. You're I like, ab- you just said it. <laughs> it's either like I want no control, like don't give me anything. Yeah. Or let me do it all. Mm-hmm. Like that middle ground, I'm like still working to like get there but with dating especially like with me I like to like look at you and be like mm. you <laughs> and then everyone else I'm like stop oh no get away nope get away I'm like sweating <laughs> have I missed my husband that way probably oh my gosh but I'm a, I'm a dead like you here now I feel like you should spend an entire month saying yes to every date that people ask you to go on oh god and just see what happens Oh, that sounds that's like so much. But then you have to remember that my people pleasing, this is how like how I protect myself from my people pleasing aspect. Because then I have to like figure out how to say no to these people and turn them down mm. and be nice. And the way that these men do not get a fucking hint these days. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm cruel. Like they make me mean. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to have to be mean. Like that's annoying to me. Like I'm I don't I don't want to do that. So like the fact that if you have to make me mean. When you can't get a hint, like I've had some people who are great. I'm like, you know what? I don't think it's really good. Like, I don't think this is working anymore. Oh, cool. Yeah, me neither. I mean, they obviously did. Like, they're just playing. But some people, I let it go easily. We love it. But some of them don't. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you not? Or they just don't listen to me. I was like, I'm not in a place right now. Like, I'll let you know. And then they hit me up. Mm. And I'm like, I thought I just told you. I'm not in a place to talk to you right now. Or I don't want to date right now. Or I don't want to do this. And they'll just like completely disregard me saying something and then Continue. bad listen bad listeners bad listeners red flag yeah definitely a red flag I can't stand that shit i just it's just like how do you not listen listen to my words and mm-hmm. put them in your noggin i'm not saying anything like mystical you don't yeah. have to like it's not an enigma you don't yeah. have to figure out the puzzle no there's not a puzzle just listen to what i'm saying and accept it accept it and they'll, some of them will lie. I'll be like, this is my love language, like words of affirmation. What do you think words of affirmation is? Are you asking me actually? Yeah. It's like, like, commu- like a little bit more communication. Yeah, communication and just being oh. like, oh, oh wow, you went in a job interview today. I'm so well, excited for you. I'm sure you did great. Yeah. You look so great today. Uh- Adam, ask me what my, 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 my love language was and then completely disregard it. Oh, Jesus, God. Come on. Yeah. So it's just like bad listening is just – that's a huge red flag for me. I hate when people don't listen. Yeah. Bad listen to you because I feel like men just don't have any – like they don't talk as much. But when they get in front of me, it's like the whole world. I think it's also – Oh, my good Lord. Like the – being bad listeners also feels like it's a bit of the um, self-awareness thing. 
because I think if you like I put I get stressed about being a potentially bad listener like because my memory's not great so like I could be listening and understanding everything that you're saying but like I might forget it an hour from now and it makes me upset because I want to be able to listen and process and remember everything that like the people who are important to me share and I'm not my memory is just like not not great I'm working on being more present but right, but you're but you're working on it yeah 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 Mm. And it's it's part of that same thing of if you want to be able to know me mm -hmm. so that I'm not translating to you for the rest of my life, then just pay attention. Yeah. Just pay attention. Yeah. I don't feel like it's hard. It's not. Anywho, I've loved talking to you. This has been so lovely. I could talk to you for hours. I, I, was uh, say, I, was like, I was like, ma'am, I have to cut us off because we will just talk for like 16 Forever hours. because I love you so much. You've been such a gift to my life. Like you truly have. And <laughs> I love I'm, you. I love you. And I, I'm so happy that we met in like the like kind of serendipitous way that we did. So yes, I love you. I'm so happy. And I'm very proud of you because I feel like even in the time that I've known you, you've really put so much effort into working on yourself and figuring out what you want. And I think that that's really commendable and really beautiful. Thank you. I love you so much. I am so mad at you for leaving me, but you know what? I am slowly getting over it. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Thank you for having me on of and course. letting me, uh, be in the same presence as <laughs> such a beautiful podcast host as yourself. Oh, stop it. Wait, but before you go, I ask everyone who comes on the podcast um, what your favorite piece of dating advice would be. <laughs> <laughs> like to give someone about dating? Yeah. Like if I were if I were to ask you just like general dating advice. I I feel like I would keep it simple because I don't I don't I'm not an expert, so mm. all I can say is to not give up. Mm. That's like the simplest. Like if if I'm still going out there with everything that I've had to deal with, and I'm still open up, like keeping myself open to the possibility of love, you guys can too. Don't give up. Someone someone's out there, hopefully for us. If not, make yourself happy. Yeah, and date yourself. That's what I do. You I love that. Food, you see the food I make myself, Oof. okay? Yes. That also reminds me, where can everybody find you? Especially because Jasmine makes the most fire meals and posts all of them. And they make me so hungry every time you post them. <laughs> the amount of people who just come into my DMs and they're like, really? And I'm uh, like, what? It's, I love it. Like I love someone it. else should see it. I'm the only one eating it. Someone else should at least see it. Exactly. <laughs> but they can find me at... Uh, Jasmine Ashley 22 on all social media platforms because I'm too old to remember anything differently. Sure. <laughs> and the pod. You have a podcast yes. too. Yes. I am trying to bring it back because I do have so much more to say. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's me, the podcast. Yes. I think that right at it's me, the podcast. Yeah. And it's and also the episodes are short and they're easy to listen yeah. to and you get into all different kinds of topics and the, I think the titles of your episodes – relate very like they're they're very clear about what you're talking about and so it's a really good podcast to just like if you feel like there's one specific thing you need a friend to talk to you about you could just mm -hmm. absolutely find it yes and i have one with Alyssa on there as well yes my most popular one obviously. is it oh yes. i love that for us 
That's very cute. Because we're the best, obviously. We are. Yes, we are. (laughs) Um, Thank you for coming on today. I love you so, so much. And I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today and share your wisdom. Thank you for having me. I love you. And as always, a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Always. Thank you so much for listening as a reminder we are always accepting questions about sex ed about relationships life advice we will accept it all we would love to hear from you so send us an email to alyssa explains it all pod at gmail.com 